0: Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Reign in me, sovereign Lord, reign in me. Reign in me, Sovereign Lord, reign in me. Captivate my heart, let your kingdom come. Establish there your throne, let your will be done. Rain in me Sovereign Lord reign in me O oh, reign in me My Sovereign Lord reign in me reign in me Sovereign Lord reign in me. Captivate my heart. Let your kingdom come. Establish there your throne. Let your will be done. Reign in me, my sovereign Lord. Reign in me. Thank you, Lord, for this day,
1: for the blessings you've bestowed upon us, for your name and your power, for your people that are gathered here today, tomorrow, and in the future to listen to the Kingdom Corner podcast. I'm so thankful, Lord, for the freedom we have to declare your word, the freedom we have to share our testimony, the freedom we have to share of the goodness of your kingdom that is within us and flowing through us. Take these words that I speak today, these words that I share today, and penetrate the hearts of your people. May it uplift them. May it encourage them. May it just aspire them to greater works in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, good day once again, Kingdom Corner podcast listeners and devotees. The great Matt Guy with you once again on a warm summer's afternoon in the Pacific Northwest. And I have a short word to share with you today, what I think will be a short word. And I want to talk about testimonies, testimonies. And, you know, as I... I was kind of contemplating my message today. This word testimony or testimonies took me back way to three years ago, almost three years ago, next month, in the middle of the month in September. It'll be three years that we've been here on the podcast. And we began to talk about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God lives within us. Luke 17, 21, uh, the, the Pharisees were questioning Jesus. And he said, the kingdom is not here or there, but it's within you. It's within my people. Uh, so many times over the years as a young lad, even when I was older, I thought of the kingdom or kingdoms. I thought think of the British Empire I think of castles. I think of the monarchy over there in Britain a lot of times. But yes, kingdom does represent royalty. It does represent that kind of thing. But in the Bible, the way the Bible speaks about the word Basilia, kingdom, it talks about dominion and righteous or right rule of authority or the right to rule. It's a royal power. It does have to do with an empowerment over a territory, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than a physical castle or empire. The Word of God talks about, like I said in Luke, the kingdom of God is within each of you that is here today. And we want to tap into that because I think this word we're going to talk about, testimonies or testimony, really relates to the kingdom of God and what it means to walk in kingdom rule and authority. And you've probably heard that word ever since you were a young Christian, uh, ever since you walked in the Lord. Everybody has a testimony when you're born again, right? Uh, all of us have a testimony. And... Um, I want to share that it's good to have a testimony. It's good to have your salvation testimony or when you were filled with the Holy Spirit or when you were healed. Good to have that down and know how to give it. But there's so much more to this word than that. Let's look. When I began to study this word this summer, I began to think about testimony or testimonies quite a bit. The testimonies we're talking about the testimonies were referring to. Uh, I was looking into Psalm one nineteen, uh, and I began to study that psalm. It's all about the Word of God, and there's five, six, seven, or eight words devoted to as adjectives describing the Word of God: meditate, word, judgments, words, precepts, statutes, commandments. All those words referring to what the Word of God is. And then my eyes happened upon this one word, testimony and testimonies. And I had a really good devotional time with that. And then also I'm a teacher, so I began to study that word out. It was listed in this uh, Psalm 119 alone 23 times. It also means precepts, statutes, judgments here. But listen to some of these verses, just snippets of these verses. Blessed are those who keep your testimonies. Psalm 119.2, I rejoiced in your testimonies, or testimony, Psalm 119, verse 14. David said, I cling to your testimony, or testimonies, verse 14. I incline my heart to your testimonies, Uh, verse 36. I delight in your testimonies, David said, Uh, verse 24. Are you delighting in his testimonies? Are you uh, always remembering that your testimony before the Lord, okay? Uh, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I've considered your testimonies. These are all the verses through here. Your testimonies are my meditation. And meditation means to think about something. When we're talking about the Old Testament word, over and over again, to meditate on it, to speak it to yourself over and over again. And, And we could go on. And that's how I got started on the word testimony. And today, I want to just go into a short lesson on testimony. It's such a powerful word, and it has to do with kingdom power. The kingdom of God is within you, I believe, because you have a testimony. You have a powerful testimony. And that's what we want to get into. We'll go to this real common verse. I'm sure you're all aware of it. Revelation twelve eleven. And it says, and they overcame him. He's talking about the devil, of course. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. In this passage, the word testimony, the Greek word is martyria, marturia, uh, basically meaning a testifier, a witnesser, a testifying, or a witness the office committed to the prophets of testifying or concerning future events. Testifying, testify. Uh, what one testifies, a testimony like before a judge. I have a, I have a wonderful teacher friend, Melissa down in Florida, who has a wonderful message about coming into the courts of God before the judge of God and bringing what is rightfully yours before him and him making judgment on that word so you can be free from the lies the enemy has tried to shackle you with. A testimony, evidence given, that is judicially. That's what we're talking about. That's what Melissa was talking about in this teaching. A record, a report, a testimony, a witness, some other meanings uh, that we find in our dictionaries and so forth. A formal written or spoken statement that is evidence given in a court of law. We've been talking about that. A proof or proof provided, right? Proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. Testament, proof, evidence. uh, a, A public recounting of a religious conversation or experience. Testify. We're giving our testimony of how the Lord... Uh, saved us, or how the Lord healed us, or how the Lord filled us with His Spirit. So it's interesting that uh, regular dictionaries re- say this is referred to what they call a religious experience. The story a witness tells, a testimony, an open public declaration of faith. We testify. It always has to do, I want to emphasize, with something done publicly. It's not hidden. It's something that's revealed to those around about you. They're going to know your testimony some synonyms of testimony judgment truth confession demonstration we're going to get into that it's it comes with a demonstration declaration evidence witness confirmation recollection all right i can remember years and years ago my testimony of being spirit filled when i was 16 years old in, in a, in a uh, family room of a, a youth minister's house. And I was 16, and they prayed for me to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God came down upon me in power. And at that time, I began to manifest the prayer language of tongues, and I began to dance and pray and sing. And I was there for an hour or two. It was Mother's Day. I was 16 years old. I remember that because I missed Mother's Day dinner. That's a re- recollection. I'm remembering that testimony. Okay, so it's a revelation also to attest to something. God gave me this wonderful revelation, and I'm sharing it with you. That's a testimony. To attest to something, a validation, to substantiate something, it means proof. The precepts of God, like I was reading Psalm 119. Also with that, you could read Psalm 19. The Ten Commandments are all testimonies. Of the greatness and goodness of God, the personal giving of your testimony has special qualifications or credentials to give evidence to what you are saying or what you believe. Oh, how we need to do that, we need to demonstrate that and show that out in the public arena. Always given in the public arena. I had an old mentor that used to say, Does your life give evidence of what you believe? Does your life? Give evidence of what you believe. Let's go on and hit upon some more points here. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power or dunamis or a special ability when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be, here it is, witnesses. And witness and testimony are words that are interchangeable. And you shall be my testifiers, it could say, To me, you shall be my witnesses, because witness and testimony are synonymous. To me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. In your town you live in, in the state you live in, we could say, in the country you live in, and even unto the ends of the earth. And God's taken me like to India and over to China, so I got to testify. I got to share testimony over there. And you know what? After reading this verse, this is one of the... Biggest verses when we talk about receiving the baptism or the blessing of the Holy Spirit, I finally convinced, I'm convinced what the sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. You know, I've had friends of mine that we've argued this for years and we were always saying it was the prayer language of tongues, the prayer language of tongues. But you can speak in tongues all you want. There are people I know in the world that speak in tongues, but the real sign of the Holy Spirit is power. The power of God, the testimony of God, how it changes one's life, that is the sign of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power to be my witnesses, to be a testimony for me. Now, another word here that's a derivative of martyria or testimonies or testimony is martyr. We get the word martyr from the word. Isn't that interesting? Um, Which means, let's look at this word, martyr a witness in a legal sense or historical sense. I've been talking about that. One who is a spectator of anything, like of a contest. Okay, Uh, In an ethical sense, it means those, after his example, have proved the strength and genuineness of their faith in Christ. How? By undergoing a violent death. And when we think of martyr, that's most likely what we think of. It most literally, really means literally one who bears witness by death. Uh, that's it's. It has to do with death, being a martyr. Isn't that interesting? How a testimony and and being a martyr are related. Uh, and and remember, he set up in in Revelation twelve eleven. They did not love their lives to the death. You know, there there's been around here since COVID nineteen. Uh, there's been a saying that some Christians and some people who are really emphatic, you know, either one side or the other about the vaccine, and I'm not here to tell you one way or another about that or argue about that. I don't argue about that anymore. I have my own conviction. But this is a hill, my one Christian friend said, I will die on. This is a hill I will die on, you know, uh, uh, about the vaccine, about his conviction about it. Well, I would say, okay, but there's other more important hills to die on. Maybe someday, and God would give you the grace and the power, the hill you would die on would be for your faith in Jesus Christ. That's much more important, is it not? And there may be other things as as the days get darker and as we get closer to the wrap-up of the ages and the coming back of Jesus Christ. Some of us will, in fact, have to give testimony in, in the giving of our death, as it were, uh, for Christ. I believe that. But God will give us, don't worry about that today. God will give you the grace for that if that's required of you. Let's go on. 2 Timothy 1, to 6-8. Therefore, I remind you, and this is Timothy talking to his protege, uh, or I'm sorry, Paul talking to his protege, Timothy. I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. One that can think clearly, even in all the chaos going on. One that uh, the word, when you study it out in, in Greek, Sophronis mos, it's such a powerful word. We could do a whole, and we have, we have, Lessons on that here in the uh, podcast. If you go back and look for it, so Franis Moss. There's so much to it. He devoted a whole lesson or two to it. How it you you through that process, you can curb your mind to think the right thoughts and cast out the wrong ones. Uh, a sound mind, so you do not need to be afraid. Therefore, new do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord of our Lord nor me as his prisoner. See, they were worried about Paul in prison. But he told the Timothy, don't worry about that. God's taking care of me. And, and don't be worried about your testimony then, because God will take care of you. Power to be a witness uh, uh, for Christ. That was what was, Paul was talking about. To be empowered, to not be fearful. Let's go on, 2 Corinthians 5, 14-15 then. And this is Paul talking again, and I'm connecting this to your testimony. For the love of Christ compels us, or constrains us, or squeezes us, is the way the Greek would read, because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for those, but for him who died for them and rose again. The love of God constrains us, uh, squeezes us, impels us to live for him and to be a witness and a testimony, right? That, that's what we're talking about, a witness and a testimony. Let's tie that together with Galatians 5, 5, and 6. For we, not relying on the law, but through the strength and power of the Holy Spirit, by faith are waiting confidently for the hope of righteousness, the completion of our salvation, For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. See, those works of the flesh, that cutting off of the flesh doesn't mean anything. Only faith activated and expressed working through love. That gets back to the statement I made. Uh, Does your life give evidence of what you believe? If you're compelled by the love of Christ, if he's dwelling in you in kingdom power, the kingdom of God is within you, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is within you, your faith will be activated and shown out and expressed through love. If you have faith, you will take action. You will be compelled to go to your neighbor and share the gospel or share food with him or help him out, you know. Let's read another scripture that um, I reworked this summer. I mean, I knew the first part of it quite a bit, but I reworked it. And um, let's start in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. Uh, It is the work or act of God that no man should boast, right? That's basically what it says. I don't have it open up before me, you know. And then they forget verse 10. And this is, this is so important. Let's never forget this. By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, that no one would boast. Then verse 10, for we are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship. We are his handiwork or poetry, artwork. Those are the various translations of that word. Created unto, and I'm working this whole phrase out in the Greek language. For we are his masterpiece. We are his artwork. Created unto useful, excellent, distinguished, and honorable deeds, products, and arts of wonder. Let's read it again, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his masterpiece, his poetry, his artwork, created unto useful, excellent, distinguished, honorable deeds, products, and arts of wonder. Let me read it this way. For you are, Kingdom Corner Saint, his masterpiece, Created unto useful, excellent, distinguished, and honorable deeds, products, and arts of wonder. Think of all those things. I hated you gifts and talents today. Your talents and your gifts are not like mine. And and he doesn't want you to hide them under the bushel. Through what we're studying today, you see that a testimony is something uh, you're sharing of your masterpiece out in public. When when an artist creates a wonderful piece of art, that's his testimony to his ability, to the beauty that he possesses, right? And God has created you as a masterpiece that people are going to wonder over. The word wonder is here. And so I looked that word up, and and, and it's wonder. Uh Let's look first at Acts twenty two twenty two in relation to wonder, because I looked that word up and I came with Acts 2.22 first, and it says, you men of Israel, here are the words Jesus of Nazareth, a man, now listen to this, approved, declared, demonstrated, proved by argument, those are all synonyms of testimony, a man approved or testifying of God, we could say among you, by miracles, and the word wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Think of the signs and the wonders that Jesus did. We're to be doing signs and wonders, right? We're to be having miraculous power. It says in John, I go to the Father, and greater works than I have done you will do, right? We're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Peter, James, Paul, all the other apostles, John, they all. God backed them up with signs and wonders. Remember how Peter would walk down the street and his shadow would fall upon his person or his handkerchief and they would be healed. Now, I looked this word prodigy up. It's a wonderful word because I have a good Christian friend of mine, a good prophet friend, and she named her son prodigy. And I wondered what that meant. I always thought it meant genius and it does have that connotation. But listen to this and we're pulling in Our meanings in in our dictionary as well as the Greek Greek connotations here of the Greek language when they use wonders because wonders and prodigy mean the same. So we're looking at wonders. Sign. A prodigy or a wonder is a sign. A person, it can be a person or thing so extraordinary as to excite wonder and astonishment. Wow. A prodigy can be a person or an event so extraordinary as to excite wonder and astonishment. Isn't that amazing? So we are prodigies. We are wonders before God, right? Something strange causing the beholder to marvel. It's always used in the plural. I'm talking further about the word prodigy. Rendered wonders generally follows signs, okay? Uh, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's connected to dunamis, or the the, uh, powerful ability that God gives. Wonders are manifested as as divine operations in 13 occurrences, nine times in Acts alone. Uh, Three times they're ascribed also to the work of Satan, so he can falsify these things. I think it's found 29 times, this word, throughout the Bible. Now let's touch on this word to kind of bring to a close our lesson today. And we were talking about this earlier, Revelation 12, 11, And I'll just read it again and we'll emphasize the last part and uh, we'll close out. And then I have another thing uh, that I kind of added to this that I found today because someone else, lo and behold, they're studying the word testimony today. And I want to share with you uh, something more I found exciting about testimonies. Um, let's read this part, though. Revelation 12 11, back to our verse that we started with. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And remember, we've been talking about testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. And that's what I want to leave you with. They didn't, one of the things I want to leave you with, they did not love their lives to the death. They did not love their lives to the death. Uh, Martus or Martyria also means witness, uh, and talks about the blood of the martyrs. Does living out real truth or the real testimony, this is what I wrote down here the Lord gave me, does living out your real truth or your real testimony in your life demand or compel you to death if necessary? Let me ask you that question. Does living out real truth, the real testimony of the Lord in your life, demand or compel one, to give one's life if necessary. Just like I talked about this hill that my friends would die on, you know. Um, That's a question you and I must answer before the Lord. You know, because testimony, the root word is martyr. And that's really interesting. Uh, Testimony, I want to just emphasize again. It's good to recollect and remember your testimonies of 10, 20, 30 years ago, maybe a year ago. That you were born again, uh, or that you were spear-filled, or that you were healed. And often that's what Christians do. They tell me their testimony of when they were born again. And I'm glad to know that. But this message I'm leaving with you today is we should have a fresh testimony every single day. Now, I prayed for the man across the street a year and a half ago. He was healed of, I believe, a broken ankle, fully healed. He was a Hindu, and he Through that and through my sharing with him over 20 years, that combined with praying for him for healing, he has now given his life to Jesus. And we're working through a lot of things still. But he went up into his his idol room and destroyed all those idols. And he reads the Bible daily. We pray. We get together and pray a couple times a week. Uh, He's still not too keen on uh, going to church a lot, but um, he loves the Lord. And that is a testimony I have. But, um, you know, am I going to have a great testimony I'm just a whiz-bang testimony like that every day? Well, I don't necessarily think so. But there are other things that we can have testimonies on. You know, if we're casting all our care upon Him, if we're giving Him everything in our life, Every day, every moment, we can see the testimonies of the Lord. Even if it's like my mother used to share. I went downtown, and I drive my car, and I'm an older woman, and I need to park close somewhere, and I'm always praying to Jesus that he would open up a car space for me to park in close. And all the time, she got that space to park in. That's a testimony. And she wasn't afraid to share that. And God, you know, that's nothing to laugh at. So there's all kind of testimony. Yes, I believe as you walk more and more with God, as he touches your life in greater ways, that you're going to have um, greater testimonies. You're going to have more of these signs and wonders following you. That's what he promised. You know, there's a scripture in, uh, in the lesson I, I, I talks about signs and wonders in Mark 16 will follow them or follow us who believe. So I wanted to read one more thing that my friend brought out. And I saw this actually when I was reading uh, the scriptures. I'd written this word down. It's a Hebrew word that's used here for testimonies in Psalm 119. And it's the word edut, E-D-U-T. And it has a little different of a connotation. I want to read this uh, out of the theological word book of the Old Testament. We have some time. I want to read this meaning. I think it's got some different connotations. This is the Old Testament word edut. E-D-U-T, testimony, reminder, and here's the connotation in the Old Testament, warning sign. Testimony can be a warning sign. RSV and similar to these, but the latter will occasionally use the rendering warning. See 2 Kings 17, Nehemiah 9, which is justified since the meaning of this word is not simply a corroborative testimony, but also a warning. Testimony, and I can't help but think of how Noah preached and testified for 120 years. He was warning the people of judgment, was he not? Okay, that's what I thought of when I when I read that word about warning. This substantiative, this substantiative is a root of ud, meaning to bear witness. Synonymous and derived from the same root are eda, found less frequently and only in the plural testimonies of god also meaning a testimony but somewhat more restricted it seems to designate a per- particular prophetic testimony of isaiah 8 16 and 20 and i didn't i didn't look that up but i'll just leave that there you can look it up rather than the law in general okay let's go on this word is always used in reference to the testimony of god that's the main bottom line truth here of the word Edut, okay. It's most frequently connected with the tabernacle. I found that interesting, resulting in the expression uh, "tabern." This is what my friend was studying and shared with me: the tabernacle of testimony, and with the ark, the ark of testimony that are found in the Old Testament. And we talk. talk we have other lessons here. One of my favorite revelations God gave me from Ephesians two and Ephesians four is about how God is building the corporate temple of God. And we're each an individual temple, and we're a corporate temple when we collectively get together, and God is building that. And here it talks about tabernacle or ark of testimony, right? And so we're a corporate testimony as a body of Christ. We're a a singular testimony as a temple, because we're also singularly or by ourselves a temple of God, right? So I thought that was wonderful. These two, uh, let me see, he goes on. Moses was instructed to put the testimony in before, and he did so. Here the meaning is made quite clear. I think he's talking about the various things he put in the Ark of the Covenant. The two tables of stone is what he's talking about, the Ten Commandments, because they are referred to at times as a testimony. All right, The Ten Commandments are literally referred to as a testimony of the Lord. They were written, and he gives some scripture references in Exodus. These two tables represented God's covenant with Israel. Isn't that interesting? A testimony represented a covenant as well. And such are called the tables of covenant. Tables of testimony, tables of covenant. Some further revelation there. The law of God is his testimony because it is his own affirmation relative to his very person and purpose. Let's read that again. The law of God is his testimony because it's his own affirmation relative to his very person and purpose. That's beautiful. He can only testify of truth. He is truth, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We get off into so many side roads here that all point to testimony that it's such a strong word. The identification of this word edut or testimony is with the law is even more clearly seen in Psalm 19 and 119. That's what I've been talking about. It's used as a synonym of the law. His law is his testimony. His testimony is the law. Where the psalmist reflects his great delight in and his respect for the law or the testimony of the Lord. The Lord uh, this word was used in, remember, we're talking about kingdom today also. This is such an important word to kingdom and to testify and to testimony. Uh, it's a buzzword that people have used forever of Christians. And when we talk about Christianity, everybody has a testimony. But I think we forget all the depth to it, and I'm trying to bring that out today. Uh, it's used, let's read this part, in conjunction with the coronation ceremony of Joash the king. Has to do with kingship. Has to do with royal power, right? At the time of receiving the crown from priest Jehoiada, the king also received the testimony, right? Amen. This action based on Deuteronomy 17, 18, and 19 was to remind the king, the king, the ruler, that the law was to determine both his personal life and his rule as king. Wow. We are king's kids. We are children of the kingdom. We walk in kingdom power. And and let's look at this. Uh, What it says again, I want to read that. It's to remind the king, it's to remind his king's kids, we could say, that the law, that the testimony was to determine both his personal life and his rule as king. As noted above, the word has emphasis of warning. And we talked about that. He's talking uh, to the northern kingdom. They were given warning before they fell. To the southern kingdom, Judah, as well. So it has to do with warning. It has to do uh, with uh, also royalty, um, you know, testimony. So we've been talking about all that today. Do you have a testimony? Yes, you should always be having a new and fresh testimony that God will empower you. Remember, the Holy Spirit was given to you to receive power to be a witness, to be a testimony. Amen? Amen and amen. We'll be back next week with another wonderful episode of the Kingdom Corner podcast. Be blessed, my friends. Thank you for listening and walk in kingdom power. May the joy and the beauty of the kingdom and righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit walk inside of you and flow out of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Guy. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, SignificanceAcademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.